You are listening to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast with Monica Louie, episode number 71. Welcome to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast, where we help online entrepreneurs grow their influence, amplify their impact, and scale their businesses all the way to seven figures. And now, here's your host, Monica Louie. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me for the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. I'm Monica Louie, and welcome to episode 71. Have you been there before? You decide to take the plunge with Facebook ads, you spend time crafting your strategy, clarifying your audiences, and creating your ads, and then things don't go as well as you had hoped, to say the least. How do you rescue a failing campaign? Well, you don't have to worry because I've got your back. One of the biggest things I hate to see in online business is when people fail with Facebook ads. So I am on a mission to help as many businesses as I can flourish with Facebook ads. And that's why I do what I do. If you are new to the podcast and don't know me yet, I want to welcome you. I am Monica Louie. I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, and I run a successful ads agency where my team and I manage ads for six and seven figure online businesses. I'm also the creator of the aptly named Flourish with Facebook ads, which is my online training program that teaches my step-by-step system for creating campaigns that convert. My team and I have managed more than two and a half million dollars in ad spend and served more than 1,000 students and clients. And we are in the trenches every single day, keeping a pulse on what's working now in the world of Facebook and Instagram ads. And as you know, the goal of this podcast is to discuss what it really takes to build a sustainable online business. And Facebook ads can be a huge part of that. If you are ready to conquer Facebook ads and use them to skyrocket your business, then I want to let you know about my free live Facebook ads challenge that is coming up in just a couple of weeks. I'm so excited about this. I will be sharing more details at the end of this episode, but if you know that that's something that you want to take advantage of, you can go to monicalouie.com slash challenge to sign up now and reserve your spot. And as always, you will find all the links and resources that are mentioned in today's episode at monicalouie.com slash 71. That's M-O-N-I-C-A-L-O-U-I-E.com slash the number 71. All right, let's dive into what to do when your Facebook ads are failing. So when you are reviewing your campaigns, once you hit go, how do you know whether your campaign is performing well or whether it's not? Well, the main metric that I use when judging the performance of my campaigns is the cost per result. It's a column in the ads manager. It's very clear to see what your cost is for the result that you're getting. So if we're running a conversion campaign and your goal is to grow your email list by offering your free lead magnet from your ad, then your cost per result when you set up your campaign the correct way will be your cost per email subscriber. So the cost per new email subscriber. So how much you spent on the campaign divided by the number of new email subscribers you've gotten from that campaign. If you're running a traffic campaign and your goal is to drive traffic to your latest blog post, for example, 
then your cost per result would actually be the cost per landing page view when you set up your campaign as a traffic campaign optimized for the landing page views of the blog post that you're linking to in your ad. So the cost per result is the main metric. You'll want to set up your campaign so that the result that Facebook is optimizing for is the goal of your campaign. So if you're looking to grow your your email list or to make more purchases or to drive more traffic, then that's how you'll want to set up your campaign. So when we look at the cost per result, if we decide that we think it should be cheaper, we think that we can get it down, um, when we first start a campaign, then that's when we begin to get some data under our belt to kind of establish what our baseline is. Where are we starting with this campaign? Where are we starting for with our cost per result? And then we test and tweak and optimize and see if we can lower the cost per result over time. And along the way, the algorithm will be working in your favor to help you get better results as well. So the algorithm is going to be learning who is actually interacting with your ad, who is taking the action that you want people to take from your ad based on how you set up the optimization part of your campaign. Over time, the cost per result is going to start higher when you start a campaign, and then it will come down and drop over the next few days. So that's why we want to give the algorithm enough time to learn who is actually interacting with your with your campaign and your ads. And then the algorithm will help to improve the results by showing the ads to the people who are most likely to take that action that you want people to take. So when it comes to actually improving and tweaking our campaigns and lowering our cost per result, we have three main areas where we can adjust that will have significant effect on the results that we are getting. So Going back to episode three, I talked about the three pillars of high converting campaigns. So those three pillars of high converting campaigns are the offer, the audience, and the ad. So a quick review is that your offer is what you are promoting in your ad. If you're driving traffic to a blog post, your blog post is the offer. If you are driving traffic to grow your email list and you're offering a lead magnet in your ad, then the lead magnet is the offer. If you are promoting your paid product in your ad, then your product, your paid product is the offer in the ad. That's where we start. That's one of the key pillars of high converting campaigns is the offer. Secondly is the audience. So in order to get great results with your ads, you need to show your offer to the right people who are most likely able, willing, wanting to take advantage of your offer. So we have a lot of targeting options when it comes to Facebook ads. And so we need to make sure that we are narrowing in our audience targeting to tell Facebook who to show the offer to, who we think is going to be most likely ready, wanting, willing to take advantage of our offer. So the audience is the second piece. The third piece is we have our offer, we are targeting the right audience, then we present our offer via the ad. So of course, we have a lot of different options when it comes to creating the ads. There are a lot of different ad formats, different ad types that we can create and help to present our offer to our ideal audience. Those are the three pillars of high converting campaigns. And I want to go through them one by one to kind of give you some of my best practices, some tips on where you can make these tweaks to significantly improve the results of your campaign. When I get started with a campaign and I've got some data under my belt and I see that you know my costs are higher than I'm wanting them to be, or I just think there's room for improvement, then the first thing I do is I consider the audience. Looking at the three pillars, I want to start with talking about the audience. So I want you to think about these things as you're reviewing your campaign. So 
Are you targeting the right people? Were you strategic in your targeting? Did you think through who is likely to be interested in your offer via your ad and create audiences around those people? Consider the goal of your campaign and then who would be a good fit. So I have a long running campaign that's been converting really well to grow my email list and get people into my sales funnel. My offer is my free Facebook ad starter kit. So it's a free guide. If you want to check it out, you can go to monicalouie.com slash guide. And so it's a free guide, but it's, it's perfect for those who are interested in getting started with Facebook ads, which is the perfect audience of people who may also be interested in my course, Flourish with Facebook Ads, which is what my funnel points people to. My longstanding best performing audience is the lookalike audience of my customers who've already purchased Flourish with Facebook Ads. So my big picture goal of my campaign is to bring in the right people who are likely to be interested in my paid product. And so they kind of self-select that they might be interested in my paid product by raising their hand that they want to download my free guide, the Facebook ad starter kit. That's a good entry point for people who are just getting started with Facebook ads. And then my funnel will introduce my course flourish with Facebook ads down the road. And so many of those people also then opt to purchase my course. So this is the way that we want a funnel to work is we want to have a broad group of people who are being introduced to the top of the funnel, which in this case is my free guide. And then the people who raise their hands, they want to grab that free offer, then they enter the funnel. And then people will self-select along the way if they want to take their learning farther and take advantage of my paid offer, which is my course. So that's how the funnel is going to to work. And so then the groups of people that are going to move through the step and get to the ultimate goal of purchasing the course is going to be a smaller group of people than the people who are being introduced to the free offer at the beginning of the funnel, at the top of the funnel. So that's why the bottom of the funnel is going to be a much more narrow audience. Since I'm running ads for the top of my funnel, which is my free guide, then I want to find the people who are likely to be interested in my free guide who may also then end up being interested in my paid course. That's how the funnel works. So when growing your email list or getting people into your funnel, then you want to target cold audiences in general. So the cold audiences are going to be the larger audiences where Facebook can help you kind of find the right people who may be interested in your free offer. One strategy that I do when I'm driving traffic to my sales funnel, and then also I do the strategy with my clients is then I'll have a retargeting ad where I'm retargeting the people who are in my funnel with the paid offer. So I'll have a separate campaign where I am, my offer in that campaign is my paid product, my course, Flourish with Facebook ads, but I'm very specific in who I'm targeting. So I'm just targeting the people who have been warmed up. They've entered the funnel. They already know who I'm about, that I'm, you know, I'm a Facebook ads expert and they're in the funnel building a relationship with me. And so that helps them to be reminded on Facebook and Instagram, the limited time offer for my course is available. So I have those two different campaigns going for my funnel. So I want you to think about, are you targeting the right people? And for me, when the goal is to grow your email list, get people into the funnel, my preference is to target lookalike audiences whenever possible. So as I said, my best performing 
audience is the lookalike audience of my buyers, of people who've already purchased my course. I have tested that audience and other audiences, and I know that audience brings in the lowest cost per lead. So if your goal is to drive traffic to your blog, that's a free offer. If you're promoting your free blog post, for example, then you may also want to start off with targeting cold audiences. You may decide that it makes sense to also target your warm audiences. Maybe you want to make sure that your website visitors, the people on your email list are seeing that you have a new blog post that they may be interested in. But that's something that you'll want to consider is are you targeting people at the right stage of where they are for what the offer is, for what the ask is. Growing your email list and offering a lead magnet, a free lead magnet, it's not that big of ask. That's where you can get the most bang for your buck by targeting large cold audiences, such as lookalike audiences. Okay. So a tip I have for you is to test the lookalike of people who have already purchased, who've already opted in, who've already taken the action that you want people to take. So if you are promoting your lead magnet, then many times I will also test a lookalike of your email subscribers or a lookalike of the people who've already opted in for that specific lead magnet. If you don't, if your customer list isn't large enough yet to create a lookalike of it, it has to be at least 100 people in that source audience that you create a lookalike audience from. If it's not yet large enough in order to do that, or you just want to test multiple different audiences, then I would definitely test a lookalike of your email list. If you are driving traffic to a blog post, then I would do a lookalike of your blog post visitors, or maybe create an audience of related blog posts of people who visited related blog posts. If this is a new blog post and doesn't have much traffic yet, then I would look and see, have you, do you have other blog posts or other pages on your site where you can create an audience of people who are interested in that topic or similar topic that's related so that they may also be interested in your blog post topic. So that's one tip is to target the lookalike audience whenever possible, whenever you have a good source audience to create a lookalike from. The second tip I have for you is to be sure that you are excluding the people who don't need to see your ad. For example, going back into the campaign where I promote my free Facebook ad starter kit, I exclude my customer list from that audience. So that's a separate step in the ad set screen or in the audience screen. You'll want to exclude the people who don't need to see your ad. So in this case, if you've already purchased Flourish with Facebook ads, then I don't need to promote my free Facebook ad starter kit to you because you've already got the main thing that will help you take your learning of Facebook ads even further. So you don't need to be introduced to my free Facebook ad starter kit to go through my funnel and then be reintroduced to the course that you've already purchased. That just doesn't make sense. So exclude who has already taken the action if they aren't able to take that action again. For me, once you buy my course, then you're in the course for a lifetime. You don't need to purchase it again later. So you still get, you get lifetime access when you purchase it. This could be the same thing for growing your email list, that if somebody's already on your email list, then you don't need to promote other campaigns or other ads to them around getting people to opt into your email list. Or you can exclude your audience of email subscribers from those campaigns. So just be strategic because it's very likely that Facebook will include them in the audiences, even if they're look like audiences of your email list or look like of your customers. Facebook may pick up some of those people that are in your warm audiences in those audiences. So you just want to be, you know, you don't want to be spending your money on ads for people to see that where they've already taken that action, they don't need to take that action again. 
All right. So the second step that I want to look at. So once you've kind of analyzed your audiences and see where you have some tweaks that you might be able to to test, then I want you to take a look at your ad. Are you testing different variations of your ad? Many times testing a new creative. So the visual part of your ad, whether it's an image or video, slideshow, GIF, something along those lines where it's the visual component of your ad, that can have a really dramatic effect on your cost per result. So many times when I'm starting a new campaign, I will start with an image ad just because it's the fastest, easiest, simplest to get going. And then I will later test video ads, maybe a slideshow, maybe a GIF, um, or even a carousel ad. So these are the main types of ad formats that my team and I will test. And just testing a new creative, maybe it's just a new image. You've already tested image ads, maybe it's testing a different image or one with brighter colors that will stand out a little bit more or adding a GIF, maybe turning an image into a GIF. That's something that can be very simple to do nowadays in Canva. Um, My team and I will add the stickers to the images in Canva so that they add just a little bit of movement and it turns your image into a GIF. And that little bit of movement can help to grab attention. So testing a new image, video, creative, and adding a little bit of movement is one tip that I have for you for improving the results of your ads. Then I want you to look at maybe testing different variations of your copy as well. So you might want to test long copy versus shorter copy. And really when it comes to brainstorming copy, this is the ad copy, the text in the ad that I'm talking about. You want to consider how much info does your ideal avatar for this offer need before they're ready to act. So when driving traffic to blog posts for traffic campaigns, people pretty intuitively know that if they see an image ad or an image post um, linking to an article, they know to click over and read the article. It's not a big ask to get somebody to click over and read the article. So therefore, we have tested different lengths of copy, different platforms, and super simple short ad copy for traffic ads works the best 99.9% of the time. And a static image ad, so just a single image, not having, um, we've tested GIFs, GIF ads for traffic campaigns. And even though we thought the GIF might perform better because there's a little bit of movement, it might help to grab attention, we find 99.9% of the time, static image, very simple ad copy ad works really great for traffic campaigns. For campaigns where you want to get people into your funnel, you want to grow your email list or even lead to a purchase, that's when longer form copy can really come into play because depending on what your offer is, people might need a little bit more information before they're ready to actually take that action and opt in for your lead magnet or sign up to register for your webinar or even click over and make a purchase. They might need some more information. And when constructing your ad and drafting your ad copy, I really want you to pay attention to the first two lines in your ad copy. Uh, whether you're this is whether you are running ads on Facebook or Instagram or both, when you're running those feed ads, the first only the first two, sometimes two and a half lines will show on both platforms on Facebook and Instagram. And so those first two lines of copy have a very important job to do. So they really need to stand out. They need to grab attention and make it clear that they're speaking to the right avatar so that people want to click the continue reading or see more little button link there um, so that they can read the rest of your ad copy. So the image, creative, video, and those first two lines of ad copy are 
really important for grabbing attention and drawing people in to reading the rest of the ad so that they know that they want to click over and opt in or click over and purchase. And something I see a lot, people have multiple avatars. They'll have different avatars for their offer. Their offer could be for agency clients, agency customers are growing their web design agency, serves business owners. And then also serves like freelancers, those different avatars. And while they, there might be some overlap there, they are three different avatars. And so we will create different ads for each avatar. And then we've been able to test which avatars convert the best and which ones will have the highest ROI for selling his product. And so that's something that we wouldn't have been able to do if we were trying to lump all the avatars into one uh, one ad. So you don't want to be talking to multiple different type of types of avatars in one ad. I recommend separating those out and creating specific ads for each avatar. And then with your targeting, you can create those specific audiences for each avatar too. So it is important to be specific about who you're speaking to so that your ideal avatar who is perfect for your offer understands it's very easy for them to make the connection. Okay, this is perfect for me. This is this was created with me in mind. I am the perfect person to take advantage of this offer. You want to make that very clear in your ad copy. All right. So after you've tested multiple different audiences, you've tested different variations of your ad, if your campaign is still not working, you're just not getting the results that you want, then you may want to reposition your offer. So this could be as simple as maybe it's a, um, a video training that you put into like a PDF version and you might have better results with people opting in for your PDF or making it simpler. Maybe you have a full ebook and maybe you simplify a version of that and putting it into a checklist. Um, sometimes different offers kind of repositioning your offer can create different results as well. So you want to make sure that your offer is an easy yes. So this comes to understanding your avatar and what they are needing, what they are wanting. And if it is a brand new offer, then consider, have you ever successfully sold or promoted this offer before? If not, if it's something that you just created from scratch, then it might not be just the right angle on the offer. You might need to reposition it. And you may need to ask your avatar what he or she wants, what they're really looking for when it comes to the solution that you're trying to provide. And it just might be a change in phrasing, a change in wording, um, in you know, maybe changing the title of your offer that can really make a big difference. And Marie Forleo, she's one of my mentors. She has this great quote that I love to reference. She says, sell them what they want, but give them what they need. And this can be for your free offer as well. So get really to the pain point, one of the common pain points of your avatar and then create a solution around that. And then if you're finding that there's, you know, other things that they need, other solutions they need, they just don't know it yet, then that's where you want to start off with positioning with what they want, solving that pain point for them, and then giving them what they need within um, within your product. So that could be within your webinar training, within your ebook, within your paid product, that's where you give them what they need. But make sure that you sell them what they want first so that it makes it a very easy yes for them to sign up for. So I have one example to share with you. I found this out in kind of a roundabout way. So I was working with a client, this is a couple of years ago, we were 
promoting their summer reading challenge for young girls. And it was a challenge that was going to be kicking off in the summer. And so the client had this really great video that they had put together promoting the challenge. It was a really well done video. So we ran that in an ad. We started off there since they had this great creative, put that together in a video ad and hit publish on the campaign and gave it about a week to see how that would perform. And that performed pretty well at $2.09 per email subscriber. But we really thought that we could do better. We really thought that there was potential to lower that cost per result, that cost per email subscriber to get people into the challenge. Um, We thought that we could bring that down. So what we ended up doing was creating a carousel ad. Client had these really great images detailing um, what was going to be included in this challenge. What were they going to get? So in addition to the reading challenge and prompts every day, um, they were also being provided recipes and printables and learning activities. There was a whole lot going into into this challenge. And so we were able to showcase that with just static images in a carousel ad. So each card of the carousel ad, so the card is the image or video, um, and then there's the little headline underneath it, but then you can swipe through in the carousel and see the other cards. Each card really detailed one feature or benefit of the challenge. But what I think really made the biggest difference was that we changed up the ad copy for the first line to focus on a pain point that our target audience was having. It was just the beginning of summer. We were promoting this summer reading challenge for young girls, girls in in grade school. And as a parent, I knew, I'm a parent of young kids, I knew that a common challenge parents have is that they want to keep their kids busy in a fun educational way. So we changed the first line in the ad copy to focus on, are you looking for a fun educational way to keep your girl busy this summer. So right away, it was very clear who we were talking to and what the pain point was that we were solving for. The rest of the ad copy detailed the challenge, gave some specifics about it and the call to action to sign up. But really that change in addressing the pain point head on and the carousel ad showcasing what was included, that made this challenge a very easy yes for people to click over and opt in to join the challenge. That carousel ad ended up converting at 67 cents per email subscriber. So we dropped the cost per result from $2.09 for the video ad down to 67 cents per email subscriber for the carousel ad. That's a drop in cost per result of 68%. Same offer. We were targeting the same audience, but that's where just that kind of repositioning and changing of the creative and the ad copy really helped to drive the point home of who this challenge was for and that it was a perfect solution for a very common problem that parents are facing in the summer. That's where I want you to think about could just be as simple as just a subtle shift like that that can really speak to the pain point and help people to take action and opt in. So before we wrap up, I want to share some common mistakes that I do see people make when it comes to creating their campaigns. These are the procedural things that if you're not familiar with the ads manager, you may not know that you're making these mistakes. While I just shared the strategic side of things in creating the audiences and the offer and the ads, I want to go over just a couple of these things really quickly. 
The first one that may come up is when you're selecting the incorrect marketing objective. This is where you get very clear on what your goal is of your campaign. Are you trying to drive traffic to get more people over to read your latest blog post? Then you're going to select the traffic campaign. Are you wanting people to opt in for your free lead magnet to grow your email list or to go through your sales funnel? Or are you wanting people to click over and make a purchase? That's where most of the time you will be using the conversion objective for your campaign. That's really important to let the algorithm know what the goal is of your campaign so that the algorithm can properly optimize for you and it can do a lot of the work for you. The second thing, when you are doing a conversion campaign, then you need to create your custom conversion correctly. So the custom conversion is where you specifically tell Facebook what the goal is of your campaign. For my campaign, where I'm offering my free Facebook ad starter kit, my goal is for people to go from the ad, they're going to click over to the registration page to get the free guide, they're going to enter their name and email on that page, and then once they do that, they're going to hit the submit button and get over to the thank you page or the confirmation page. So my custom conversion is using the URL of my thank you page because that is the end goal. Yes, I'm driving traffic and leads into my funnel, but the end goal for that ad is for people to click over and sign up for the free offer. That is the confirmation page URL that I'm using when creating my custom conversion. And then I plug my custom conversion that I've created into the ad set screen of my conversion campaign. Make sure that you have thought through what the custom conversion is. If you are wanting to drive purchases for your product and you are promoting the product in the ad, so for my retargeting campaign, for example, I have a custom conversion where when people purchase and they complete the purchase, they get to that confirmation page, then that is the URL after they've made the purchase. That's the URL in my custom conversion for the purchase. But for the top of the funnel, for those ads at the top of my funnel, my goal is to get people to opt in for the free offer. So that's the thank you page confirmation URL that I use in my custom conversion. And the third common mistake that I see for those conversion campaigns is that a lot of times people choose the incorrect conversion window. So this is in the ad set screen when you're creating your campaign. You'll enter your custom conversion and you want that to be set up correctly. And then you have an optimization window where Facebook is now defaulting to seven days click or one day view as the option. You have a few different options there. You have to click the edit button to enable the drop down button so that you can see what your other options are there. But here's my rule. So if you are offering a free product, so it's a free offer, my free guide, for example, you have a free webinar, a free lead magnet. I have my free challenge coming up that we're running ads to. So whenever it's a free offer, I choose the one day click or view. When I am creating a campaign going to a paid product, a paid offer, that's when I choose the seven days click or one day view is the option I choose. And the reason why this is important is because you're telling Facebook how quickly somebody should be making this decision. So if it's a free offer, they don't need to think about it for days on end. Do I want to join the webinar? Do I want to opt in for the free checklist? Do I want to get that free guide? Usually it's a pretty quick decision for a free offer. They're not having to put in any money. Um, they shouldn't be laboring over this decision for days on end. So for a free offer, 
That's where I'll choose the one day clicker view that tells Facebook who to show the ad to those people who are going to make a quick decision for that free offer. When it's a paid offer, that's when they may take a few days after they see the ad to make that decision and make that purchase. So that's where for a paid offer, I will use the seven days click or one day view option. And then Facebook will optimize appropriately in deciding who to show the ads to. That can make a really big difference in the cost per result because it really helps the algorithm optimize appropriately for your campaign so that you get the best results possible. So that's super important. All right, so just a quick recap, the three pillars of a high converting campaign, these are gonna be the three key elements, the three key areas where you may need to do some testing and tweaking in order to really get the most bang for your Facebook ad buck. And all of this that I talked about goes for Instagram ads as well. So keep all of that in mind. It all goes toward crafting your Instagram ad strategy as well. So all of this is for Facebook or Instagram ads, no matter the platform. So the three pillars of a high converting campaign is the offer, getting it in front of the right audience with a high converting ad, an attention grabbing ad. So those are the three elements. And again, my prioritization when troubleshooting and and trying to lower my costs is to start off with the audience, testing different audiences, then testing different versions of my ad. And then if I've tested both of those and I'm just not getting any traction, then that's where a tweak of the offer may be need to be made. So I hope that this was helpful for you. This is stuff that I love to talk about and I love to help people get over their fear of Facebook ads. And really, it just takes some time. It does take a little bit of money, of course. Facebook is pay to play, but it can be a lot of fun when you're getting those results and you're lowering your costs. That's where I get really excited when we're getting a great return on investment. We're getting a great cost per lead. That's where it gets really exciting. So I want to invite you to my free Fearless Facebook Ads Challenge. It is starting Monday, October 19th of 2020. And registration is now open. So just go to monicalouie.com slash challenge to save your seat. During this four-day free live challenge, I will help you go from confused to confident as you build a Facebook ad strategy to serve your customers and grow your business. So fear, doubts, confusion, and overwhelm have stopped your Facebook ad success train in its tracks in the past, then this challenge is for you. In this challenge, you will learn the three pillars of a high converting Facebook ad campaign. I'm going to break those down into even more detail because everything else rests on this foundation. I'm going to share how and where to find your ideal audience, even if you don't think you have one yet. You'll learn how to create a successful ad that will stop those scrollers in their tracks and why you shouldn't fear the Facebook ads beast. You can tame it instead. And you will do all of this in just four days with my help. What I love about this is that it's a live challenge. I'm here to help you. I'm here to strategize with you. I'm here to give you feedback on your strategy, on your campaign, on your ads. You will have all the support that you need to make your Facebook ad dreams a reality. During this challenge, you can expect live video lessons from me daily, and it's only four days. You can do this with me for four days. Plus, I'm going to give you homework and assignments and extra credit assignments to help you take action. Plus, we have a thriving and engaged Facebook community where you'll find the support of other challengers and business owners. And of course, yours truly. I will be teaching, coaching, and answering your questions 
in the group and during the live lessons every single day of the challenge. Plus, I'm sharing some sweet giveaways in the group, hosting plenty of question and answer time, and one lucky challenger will walk away with a free scholarship to my signature program, Flourish with Facebook Ads. So I can't wait for you to join me. I have hosted challenges like this before, and they are always tons of fun. But most importantly, challengers always get incredible results for their businesses. So I hope to see you Monday, October 19th for day one of the Fearless Facebook Ads Challenge, but only when you register at monicalouie.com slash challenge will you get all of the lessons in your inbox. So see you there. And remember, I will have all the links and resources that I mentioned today in the show notes, and you can find those at monicalouie.com slash 71. So thank you so much for joining me today. If you found this helpful, please leave a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast and hit that subscribe button so you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Next week, I will have some special guests joining me talking about their experiences with Facebook ads. So remember, new episodes come out every single Thursday. So subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app so you'll be sure to get the next episode as soon as it comes out. That's all for today. Take care, stay healthy, and let's flourish.